All right, now let's turn to a story about life right here in our own backyard. In Chicago, it can be easy to see that some neighborhoods get more investment and some get less. A new report shows that one of the biggest drivers of that disparity is single-family lending, which is widening the wealth gap between black-majority and white-majority neighborhoods in Chicago. So here to break it down for us is Brett Theodos, a lead researcher on the report from the uh, Urban Institute. Hi, welcome to Reset, Brett. Good to be with you, Sasha. So first of all, I want to get the terminology straight. When we say single-family lending, we're talking about home ownership, right? We are. Yep, exactly. So why is single-family lending a good yardstick to measure inequality? It's where we see inequality show up the most in terms of investment. So we've got non-residential properties like offices and industrial sites and warehouses spread throughout the city. We've got small businesses spread throughout the city. We certainly have homes spread throughout the city. What we don't have to the same degree is lending, home lending spread throughout the city. So tell us about what went into the report, Brett. Why were you interested in in researching Chicago and where did the data come from? So we had to pull data in from a couple different dozen data sources. And the way that we were able to do it is is look at where private investment is going. We were able to look at where the public sector is going, government, so local government, as well as we were able to pull in some federal dollars. And then something that's called mission finance or nonprofit space, we were able to pull in data about where they're doing their lending as well. And Chicago is the place to study it. It it really is a place that contains so much opportunity, so much affluence, as well as so much need. It's a really uh, important city in the country and also a a really valuable place to look for these dynamics. So what exactly did your report find? So uh, starting with some good news, Chicago isn't doing terribly in kind of the total amount of investment that it's getting. So On a per-household basis, it ranks 40th of the top 100 cities, so a bit better than half. It does better in some spaces than others. It does particularly well in office and commercial industrial-type properties. It does uh, pretty well in this mission or nonprofit finance lending. Uh, It does less well in multifamily finance. But generally, the problem is less for Chicago just how big the pie is than for how the pieces are divided around the city. Yeah, it says uh, neighborhoods where more than 80% of residents were black, they received an average annual investment of dollars per owner, uh, dollars per owner-occupied household of $5,050. And neighborhoods that were more than 80% white received $30,284. Quite a difference there. How does investment vary neighborhood to neighborhood in Chicago. Can you give examples of that, Brett? Yeah, it's, it's, it can be really striking, and it is a, a felt reality, as you were describing, right? It, it reflects in uh, streets and homes and, and businesses, and the differences that we see are, are pretty stark on the order of five times uh, you know, for more or less invested neighborhoods, and that's, and that's true for neighborhoods with a higher share of people who are black as well as who are Hispanic or Latinx. 
And um, so the the trends are are very noticeable, and they are uh, something that affect people's lives uh, as they look for opportunities to access housing, but also to build wealth in community. Mm-hmm. Well, we know obviously Chicago isn't the only city with racial inequity, but talk more about how Chicago does compared to some of the other cities you looked at. Chicago actually has some higher level of inequality than other cities. Uh, if you think about it, the, the, some of the reason is Chicago has affluence as, as well as uh, poverty. And so some other cities um, that are less invested, um, they, they don't have a spread. They don't, they don't have as much um, investment, uh, period. And so the whole city uh, might be struggling with a lack of capital access, just in the same way that some Chicago neighborhoods are. Um, so if, if there's a silver lining, it means that uh, there are institutions, public and private and philanthropic, that are committed to Chicago and that are willing to be present and to be local, and there is wealth to be had. Uh, but we need a redoubling of commitment to institutions that will help build that wealth and spread it across the city. So let's talk solutions, Brett. How, how do we fix this? It's not easy, and it's obviously generations in the making. Um, I will say, first off, it can't only be on the city's shoulders. Um, we need the state as a partner. We need the federal government as a partner. Unlike other <clears throat> advanced countries, the federal government really um, shows up a lot less in American cities. And so we also need the city to make commitments, uh, to continue commitments, uh, to help build a local economy in all of the cities, uh, all of the neighborhoods in the city. Brett Theodos is a senior fellow and director of the Community Economic Development Hub at the Urban Institute, a think tank that's based in Washington, D.C. Thank you so much for your time, Brett.